Hey, everybody, I'm Travis. And I'm Richard. We're in a band together called Chasing Anthems. We're also friends with similar interests and a passion for music. We're family men and, most importantly, followers of Christ. We've met many bands along our musical journey. And we look forward to meeting many more. We created this podcast to introduce our friends we've met along the way. And to share their story, as well as ours, about what we've learned and experienced. And have some meaningful conversations regarding our faith. You ready? Let's get into this, man. All right. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Richard Needs a Friend. (laughs) (laughs) And here he is from St. Lucie County, Florida, St. Lucie County, Florida, our buddy Dorian. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? Live in effect. That's what's up, man. (laughs) Well, we met him back in Nashville at the event that we did with the objective. Um, like like we had spoke before uh with Lyrico, how we had um he is the second part to the Supreme Wu Tang clan leader guy's story that was going on. Oh. And we we're just standing around and I like walk up and like Supreme is in this dude's face and like I was can like, I, oh my gosh, like what is going on, man? Can, can I <laughs> let me let me give a little like prelude to this story because <laughs> I don't think we got into this portion of it when we talked to uh Lyrico. But um, so my wife's gonna kill me. Wow. Earlier oh, in that day, yeah, this part is funny though. <laughs> earlier in that the day of that event, uh, I think the morning session, right before we did breakout stuff, uh <laughs> we're literally on like the second step of these bleachers right and it's like a college gym for those who don't know what we're talking about and so she's in front of me takes one step down probably four to six inches not that high max that's about the and max and just slams to the ground and we all just kind of look around we're like okay that was, she was kidding that was interesting snapped one ankle and sprained the other ankle and <laughs> So we spent the whole afternoon uh, driving around Nashville and the surrounding area trying to get her into, you know, a clinic to get her ankles checked out. So long story short, we can go into more detail later, but this is about you today. Uh, We come strolling back in and I see Richard and a bunch of other guys that I haven't met yet getting into it with one of the dudes of the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) No joke. If you know anything about 90s rap, Wu-Tang Clan was probably on the top of your playlist. And I'm just like, what the heck? How, we're, we haven't been gone that long. <laughs> and here they are getting into it. Uh, well, it so was, with, it was real, though. Said. It was real. Like, I'm, like, sitting there. And uh, I'm going to be honest. This is kind of like, it's like a Christian event. And they're, like, almost like if you're not Christian and you show up, they're almost, like, trying to, like, convert you to be a Christian, sure. you know? And I'm going to be honest. Like, I thought by the conversation that was going on, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Supreme's going to convert this Muslim to a Christian right now. Like, and I don't know why I thought that that's just what came over me. I was like, for sure, this is what's happening. And like, they were going back and forth and Dorian's like, nah, nah, man, nah. And then he's like, yes, yes. Let me tell you why. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen before my very eyes at the very end of it. Like they separated and it was like, oh, that was crazy. And Dorian comes over and goes, what's up, man. I feel like God's talking to me to talk to you. Cause 
what happened over there was kind of whack and i was like oh dude you're a christian and then like we just hit it off uh, met his wife found out they got 400 kids we'll let him explain <laughs> that and my wife met his wife and it has just been an awesome relationship since then so what's going on man good to have you on today <laughs> that is a crazy story right <laughs> isn't it can't believe that happened that's so wild yeah i know so especially yeah. You go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I mean, someone who you may have looked up to as an artist, and then before you now you're getting into it, and you know, I don't know, from the outside perspective, I'm like, what is Dorian going on, won that man? battle? Like he was he was <laughs> spitting some serious truth in the moment, and like I was totally way off pay. I was like, Oh, turns out he's not a Muslim, he's an awesome practiced Christian, <laughs> he's also not Mormon. Again, I'll let him explain. <laughs> Well, that was quite the intro. So, hey, Dorian, the floor is yours to explain and unwind all of that. Yeah, I got I to start with the story. <laughs> so, from my perspective, it, it, so, well, well, it goes back, like, even, like, 20 minutes earlier, right? So, <laughs> he's on stage with um, K-Drama and this other guy with a really, really nice long beard. I cannot remember his name. You know, they're, they're, they're talking, um, and as... Um, as uh, Supreme from Wu-Tang, as he's, um, whatever he thinks he's doing, <laughs> as he's telling his story and they're like, you know, it's a conversation setting. So I'm like, I look at my wife, I'm like, the stuff he's saying, just saying, it ain't adding up. Yeah, It's not lining up. So I was like kind of bothered in my spirit already. And then at the end of the conversation, he goes out to the bathroom and I'm like, I look at my wife, I'm like, I should go talk to him. She looks over at me and goes, you should. <laughs> so you got the green light. So you, you're immediately. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'm like, cool, bet. I go out there and I go, I actually had to use the bathroom as well. So I go in the bathroom and as I'm walking in, he's walking out. So I'm like, hey, what's dang. up? <laughs> I'm like, my, dang, uh, I missed my chance. <laughs> we signed my Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I really thought I missed my chance because he was walking out as I was walking in. So whatever, whatever. I went into the bathroom, uh, you know, did my business, came out and he was still out there. He was he was conversating with some folks. So I went back in, told my wife I'm going to be out there, came back out and he's still standing there with people. But this time he's only standing there with one person. So I'm like, cool. It's a little easier to interject when you're not when it's not a whole group. So perfect time and God's timing is like crazy. Right. So I walk up to him. He's only talking to one person at this time. And he's telling him how uh, the story of Jesus has been duplicated. It's a copy of some like um, Egyptian goddess story. And I'm like, hey, bro. Hmm. No, it ain't. <laughs> I'm like, Say I'm like, no, it ain't. Flag on the place, sir. And keep in mind, now there's me, uh, some other guy he was talking to and himself. So that's three people in this circle at this time. Right. And then boom, he's like, what? <laughs> he starts going on this whole rant. He's like, I, I, honestly, I don't remember half the stuff he said. The only thing that I really, really, really remember is two things. The first thing was what he said in the beginning. He's like, you see this ring? You see this ring? <laughs> it's like a Freemason ring, with, you know, with the G and everything. He's like, I'm a 33 degree Freemason. I know things you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on talking about all these conspiracies about 
Serena Williams is a woman. Uh, Michelle Obama is <laughs> a man. And Megan yeah, Fox was a dude. I remember that too. Yeah. That still that's bothers about me. <laughs> that's about so the time he's... I entered the room. That's funny. I remember that. <laughs> so he's going on this whole rant. And it, it like it, it's, it fascinates me because I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, God. All this stuff is like YouTube conspiracy stuff. Anybody can get this stuff from YouTube. This ain't deep. This ain't, we don't even know if this is true. And he's talking about, he's talking all these beliefs. Most, most, most closely, he was a Muslim. Like the closest thing he was, it had to be a Muslim or sort of, I don't know. He probably doesn't even know himself. But, um, so as I'm standing there, I'm just like, Lord, why am I here? Why did you call me out here to come talk to this man? Why? And with that being said, as I'm thinking that, you know, he's still going on his little rant. Someone like, I don't know, something happened. Oh, we took a picture. Uh, somebody asked to take a picture. So, you know, we get in this, this group picture. I feel, I mean, I felt kind of bad because I was in the group picture, but I was like, <laughs> just angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Rich, Rich pipes up and he's like, yeah, man, thanks. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I see. I see what time it is. <laughs> patient. So we get back into the conversation and he's like, I remember the very last thing he said, cause he started getting like drawn away. Cause you know, he's on a schedule or whatever. And he breaks out this water bottle and he goes, why does, why does uh, the water bottle have an expiration date? Water don't expire. Or he said something like oh, that. Oh, he did. <laughs> In my head. I'm like, cause the, cause the plastic bro. <laughs> I'm like, you know, whatever. Not, not to like talk down on a man. God bless his soul. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But I'm seeing in the moment, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for this guy behind me. So he walks away, whatever. Pipe up Rich. I'm like, hey, man, I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> for you. Because, I mean, I don't want to, like, uh, put you on the spot or nothing like that. But you're like, you're like thanks, man. Uh, been, you know, you just started this walk, and it was all new to you. And you uh, you said um, this is more information than the church has been given and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, hold up, brother. This stuff ain't biblical. This stuff is not of God. This is this is spiritual warfare 101. Yeah. Like, and the crazy, what really like boosted my faith through this through that experience was like knowing the voice of God and like acting on it. And then I got to meet Rich, and then I was like, spiritual warfare 101. Like, and we <laughs> like, if I'm not gonna say like somebody else wouldn't have been there to dissect that moment, but. I was there to dissect that moment. You, were you know there, what I'm saying? Man. So like, yeah. praise God for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the Mormon thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to touch on that too, because that was hilarious. Like me and my wife were sitting there and we were just talking to him and like his wife was straight up like, I'm like, oh, you guys have any kids? She's like, yeah, we have 400. And we we're like, oh, Dorian Whoa. says, yeah, we're Mormon. And just straight based. Bam. You should have said, like, uh, my name is Methuselah. I've been around for a little while, you know? This is my minute. this is my sister wife. <laughs> I take care of my skin. It looks nice. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 400 students, about 400, um, because we own a uh, performing arts center. We teach drama, music, dance, writing, and production to students completely free. Um, so, yeah, we have about 400 students. Wow. So get us get into that backstory. So how how did you or let's go back even farther, right? Starting with your passion for music and how you translated that into a business. And then, you know, some of the stuff you guys are working on right now. Cool. Um, 
Uh, how did I really start in music? It kind of just, uh, it kind of just happened, man. It really just happened. I always had like a love for for really performing, especially in the musical aspects. I started started off in chorus in like middle school or elementary school, and then that transitioned into drama, where I actually, yeah, yeah, drama, you know, singing musical theater stuff like that, which that then transitioned into. Um, band i was in band for a couple of years played a couple what'd of you instruments. play what'd you play i played uh trombone saxophone oh let's go okay yeah yeah trombone and tenor sax okay yeah um you got excited you played i did well <laughs> you was in band. listen i played, played the I played triangle clarinet. <laughs> i played clarinet played in the, the marching finger. band i don't mean to brag but oh, yeah. i had the you know you oh know yeah <laughs> i'm not sure you should <laughs> That's, that's not something to brag about, Richard. That's something I just, to, to keep down deep. It's one of those deep. things I get to keep and share with special people. You tell the yourself that. It is special. It, it, it is special. You're like Squidward on uh, SpongeBob. I was just about there, to say. Oh, let's, you know what, dude? I was too. I would be like the guy squeaking and like there's 20 people playing the same instrument and there's one. It's so happy. <laughs> And I'm smiling the whole time. Hey, hey. Oh, man. We're glad yeah. he found his lane. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you should pick it back up just to like, just to see. Well, so I still, I like to keep those tendencies. We say this in almost like pretty much all the podcasts, but I use a capo. And so sometimes I'll just throw a capo on a random fret and I won't tell the band for fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, here it is, everybody. <laughs> Oh man! No, noise. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, wow. Why do we not sound like we're somebody's out of tune? Yeah. Well, pick it up. Let's go. And, and no, you, man. So <laughs> going to the so when I I we actually got to see you perform uh, one of the times you were you did go on like a tour where um, I think you made it out to the West Coast. We didn't get to see you mm -hmm. there, but we saw you at the Puckets where you did like I think the technical term for it's called spoken spoken word. Yes, sir. Right. Dude, and you killed it. So when you go out on tour and you do your your the different things, do you how do you, so do you have a band? Do you have like a backtrack? Do you have a beat? Do you do spoken word mixed with those things? Is it mm -hmm. all inspirational speaking? How is it when you do your live show? How is that built? Uh built on the obedience of the spirit. So it okay. really, it really, really differs. It depends where I'm it really depends on what the spirit says and you know, on the discernment of whatever's going on with the with the folk. So um there's been times I've played with a whole band. Um, there's been times where it's literally just me and the microphone, no music. There's times where it's me and music. Um, so it really depends. But yeah, vir uh virtually I do it all. So it's like, yeah. Well, how many shows did you do when you were out on your tour? Where did you go? Did you make it all the way out to the West Coast? Yeah. So you did. Flew okay. Into where did I fly into Portland, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the first was it Portland? Yeah, that was the closest one. Um, the first I don't remember the first stop. I really don't. It's all a blur. But yeah, like ten <laughs> cities, like ten cities. Um, stayed out there for about a month. Went through, um, Oregon. We did a stop in Idaho. I think it was Idaho. And is Idaho over there? Yeah. Was it Idaho? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you have a car when you drove around Oregon? This is a two-part nah. question. Oh, oh was, dang. You I know was riding I was, with those guys. <laughs> well, what did you think when you pulled into a gas station and they pumped their gas for them? Do they do that in Florida, too? Is that a thing? Because what'd no. you think if of that? If someone does that in Florida, you need to, like, get in your car and drive away. Right. I mean, <laughs> <watch it. laughs> 
yeah you if you listen to the episode with uh, plushy we learned a lot about Oregon and we learned how much um richard knows nothing about geography no um, me either <laughs> none but and, you know not knowing idaho it, i mean no offense to any i got family in idaho and i love it there but like it's one of those states where you could easily drive through and, and not know you were there okay i've it's never beautiful. been there it's yeah, beautiful but it, it's i don't just, leave copper it's a drive-through state I look at my, so I, so what I do is I pull up stuff on Google. Like I'm looking at St. Lucie County right now. I think it's a beautiful place. Don't know if I'll ever go, but I wouldn't <laughs> mind visiting this place specifically to the long lines of beaches. It looks really flat. And as I look a little bit more, it shows here that Florida is the flattest place in the country. How does it feel to live in the flattest place in the country? Yeah, it keeps me grounded. <laughs> pun intended <laughs> yeah i think that would be a hard transition for us i don't know about you but like we're we're in the mountains somewhat i mean we're not far from the mountains but it's like when you go somewhere flat it's like it's a little weird man it kind of feels i, feel, I think i'd become a flat earther looks pretty cool gorgeous. looks tropical <laughs> well, like but at what point see, are we not just gonna fall off the earth you could see point. through their water you go to our ocean you can't see through our ocean like, in fact I, listen i don't go in the ocean i don't go in the jungle right like that's just, <laughs> i understand that i'm not the top of the food chain in those areas so that's not a place that you're gonna catch me i'm just gonna be real that's real. So, so, so take us back to your uh okay so you talked about your music and all that kind of stuff take us into this business we want to know more about the 400 children and yeah. how'd you how'd you get that started what do you do i mean how are you running a business for free right like you know we know a little bit tough. About oh yeah oh yeah um so basically started um Oh, well, let me go back a little bit further. Um, had all this career, uh, like, you know, school and education, performing in school and whatnot. So by the time I got to high school, I started doing like poetry competitions, started traveling and doing that type of stuff. <clears throat> me and my wife, we moved down south to like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Started doing more shows there, met a lot of great people and that really built our relationships with more artists and whatnot. And you married your wife in high school? Is that what you said? Um, right after high school. Right after oh, high okay. school. Okay, right okay. After high school. I mean, we're that... talking about Mormons and marriage. And sweethearts, right? <laughs> I there. wanted high to school, sweethearts. I wanted to eliminate any rumors. Just let's get it out. <laughs> no, okay. So, so, all right. I was after. Okay, you're good. So we moved back. Um, and remind me about that story because that's a whole another story. We okay. moved back in like a week. But remind me of that. <clears throat> okay. All right. So after we moved Kill back. We work in these, you know, these dead end jobs. I'm delivering pizza. She's a bartender at the time. And I'm like, this is dead. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, babe, um, if you could do anything for the rest of your life, but you had to do it for free, what would it be? But you have to do it every day for the rest of your life. What would it be? She's like, I would teach you dance. I'm like, what? Well, so what's up? Let's go open a studio and uh, let's make it happen. She's like, no, I don't want to open a studio because, you know, they charge so much. And in my head, I'm like, why you got to charge? It's your studio. Long story short. Couple of weeks later, she comes to me and she's like, babe, I got it. <laughs> I got it. She's like, why don't we just do all these things? We have these friends. I can teach dance. Uh, you can teach writing. We have friends who will paint and do all these things. She's like, why don't we just bring all of our friends together and have them teach one class a week? And that's how it started. One class a week. They volunteered their time. All these kids came. So we went from there one day a week teaching these classes. Um, we've became a nonprofit organization. We got some funding through uh, Children's Services Council. We just built these relationships and we went from like 50 kids to 400 in a matter of like 
two, three years. Wow. That's awesome. So Boys and Girls Club, like the Boys and Girls Club organization is really huge. Like in the South, my mom and uh, my stepdad over in North Carolina, they are, um, they're pretty high up in, in theirs there. Would, is what you're doing is that fairly similar to the boys and girls club because that's like an after school program is it like an all-day program um so <clears throat> the boys and girls club is kind of uh how can i put it it's different for different areas it depends on who's running it, it okay boys and girls club definitely that in my experience it doesn't seem like it's like a set system for each one and it kind of okay. depends on whoever's running it us we only have one location so this is it (laughs) um but as far as it goes we started off as simply after school kids would come to us after school take a couple classes and eventually after like i don't know 18 weeks of classes we do a showcase um you know showcasing whatever they learned so we went from that to an eight-week summer camp every year eight weeks um five days a week 10 hour days we basically get these kids for (laughs) the whole summer and now we're at this part where with covid kicking in wild a lot of these schools were getting shut down and quarantined like every three days Mm -hmm. so it's messing up these parents schedule so we're like you know what we're going to open up our doors during those hours where we're not really doing anything anyway and we're going to take a couple kids. So we started a internship program to where these kids, they basically sign up for homeschooling, um, like virtual. They were doing virtual school anyway. So they just come in, do it in our location. And the moment they're done with their work, they start working on a showcase of their own. So wow. yeah, it's like an internship program. It's called the Soloist. So, so yeah. That's awesome, so COVID man. did impact you guys as well. So they like from where we sit, um, it, like obviously you see all these different things and the different news outlets and stuff i thought from my perspective and the things that the algorithms that i'm exposed to that florida never shut down like florida was wild all the time you see tom brady throwing the trophy in the middle of a party (laughs) happening oh by the way i'm a rams fan didn't mean to send your boy into retirement but (laughs) anyways so (laughs) anyways did you guys you guys were impacted by covid you weren't actually shut down like that did affect you guys and things did slow down for you how'd you work through that florida as a whole was never shut down florida as a state we don't shut down for anything we don't shut down for hurricanes (laughs) turn down for what (laughs) exactly but you know it's kind of here and there um so as i said like the public school systems they were definitely quarantining as much as possible a lot of virtual school stuff us as the school man we got we got even busier and believe it or not even through the homeschooling through our after school classes no one ever got sick no one ever we never had to quarantine my my wife caught covid or we think it's covid it was like the it was like november december of 2019 yeah 2019 yeah yeah like 2019 right right before before it really got big she was sick for like i don't know like a month and a half and then it's kind of crazy i guess my immune system was like spectacular (laughs) because i felt sick and i threw up the same exact day and i i've been fine that's what said it came in and your body said no and you (laughs) you got rid of it right then and there (laughs) yeah but as far as covid goes nah man we've been like it's like it because of covid covid (laughs) because of covid every we got like um like it birthed a lot of things and so like yeah i mean i'm kind of i don't want to say i'm glad it happened but god is good though huh you can't yeah. that way <laughs> yeah 
So how do you guys sustain with not, I'm curious on the business aspect of it, because it's like, you know, that's a lot of people. It's, I'm imagining it's a pretty decent sized facility and you have to have, you know, internet and resources and stuff like that. How do you guys keep the doors open and the lights on? Uh, writing these grants and making sure yeah. our, grants. Yeah. make sure our credibility is good. So, you know, yeah. people want to invest people, the, the people we're writing the grants to, they actually believe in us and our track record is there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all it really comes down to. Now, is it secular based in the sense that you, you know, you're not preaching there per se, or do you guys interject your faith and that and people are just uh, are open to it? Man. <laughs> so it's kind of well, we're in the South. So like it's the Bible Belt, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're like in Florida. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of so like. Once again, geography is a little off, but it's okay. <laughs> I it. You're so good. no, we're we're in the south. We're like we're like we're the panhandle. We're like yeah, we're like the the part of the belt that hangs out doesn't really fit in the loop. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That little extra piece. <laughs> so yeah, we're that part of the Bible belt. So like, there's a lot of believers. There's a lot of people who believe in you know anything else. But with that being said, um, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm a diehard Christian. So I talk that talk. I preach my faith to the kids. I preach my faith to the parents, but one thing that the Lord has really uh, revealed to me is um, there's a scripture that talks about being being wise as wolves, but as gentle as doves. And that um, with that being said, he took me on this journey for years now, even through the tour of how to speak to people in a way where I'm not pushy and it's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, first of all, I'm not compromising. I'm not selling out. I'm not changing the faith, but at the same time, I'm, I'm speaking to them in a way where it's receivable, it's loving. So yeah i don't i don't hide it yeah <laughs> that's, don't hide that's it probably all. appreciated i wasn't a christian forever in fact like i i mean i was raised christian but to me it was like for the longest time it was this series of fish stories that was put inside mm -hmm. a book you know and um i don't think it was until the creation became a creator and i had my kids where it really like started sinking in and things wow. started like you know it just things started hit like the first time i held my child yeah you know i was just like Oh, and then something came over me that I couldn't really explain at the time, did a bunch of soul searching, went through all the religions. Um, I mean, not all of them, but all the main religions. And I started reading different Bibles from different, you know, things. And all of them talked about this Jesus character. And I'm like, man, what's up with this Jesus? You know, I heard him my whole life, you know, like, hmm. what's up? Started diving a little bit further into it. And that's when my faith really started kind of taking foot. And then I'd go to different churches and so on and so forth. Um, but what I do find is that when somebody approaches you in the way that you said that you do, we call them Bible thumpers. It's probably a common term heard maybe throughout America. Um, but like when I was getting thumped on by somebody like an older folks or something, like I almost felt resentful towards it. Like I didn't want to mm -hmm. hear oh, it. Yeah. I know what's going on. You don't need to tell me nothing. I don't know, you know, but when somebody lives it, right? Like when they live that faith, like we have, a we have um, the church that we go to crossroads, our pastor is a phenomenal pastor and the youth leader is a phenomenal uh, leader. And I judge people, even though you're not supposed to, I judge people by the way that their kids are. <laughs> right. Amen. And like when their kids are, hey, you like, must think horrible about me then, man. I'm sorry. No, your kids are great. <laughs> I need to repent. No, your kidding. kids are great and his They're kids good. are great and they live this lifestyle like constantly it's not just like a on sunday lifestyle or it's not just yeah. a you know well when i go out you know to the store this is how i live or mm. when i'm talking in front of pe people this is how i like 
you can see that it's a genuine lifestyle and they're not very pushy either. Right. So like when you just live that lifestyle and other people see the way you're living in that light that you're in, they're like, yeah. man, I, I want a piece of that. I want to, I want a little bit more of that. So I applaud you, man. I think it's great that you live the way you live and, and profess the way you do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the key. That's really the key to it all that, that living it out and letting it be seen. Like I'll talk about God openly and freely, even if I'm not like, cause I work, I work with friends. So like some of them are believers as well. So we'll just have conversations like normal. And we're talking about God. Like, like we should be talking about God. Like he's a person, like he's here with us. So when people hear that, it brings that different dynamic and it's not just a cultural thing or it's not just a, um, yeah, like a, like a character trait. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I got a, I got a, I got a friend who works with us as well. He's, um, he's Muslim. Cool. That's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) He's Muslim. Right. And, um, not, I ain't really push nothing on him. I just, you know, kind of talk that talk every day and talk about what God does in my life. And, you know, he sees it, he sees the fruit. Um, but one specific day, because we do like a monthly block party. Um, so and he's in charge of that. And he was worried about the rain. I looked at this man. I'm like, hey, I'm going to talk to the big guy upstairs. Don't worry about the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it like, and it stopped raining like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> there you go. Like, thank have you, God. Way. Like, yeah. bring your this way. man. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Bring this man. It's the little things like that. And it's like, I mean, I'm not a big, big miracles the flibba flabba and all that stuff but i feel like god will do things god will move mountains in order to 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 bring people closer to him absolutely you know a mustard seed of faith i read this little book um this evangelical book because i mean when we came back from nashville i was already quit my job be the next billy graham and just travel the world i'm not even <laughs> kid and i was like almost there it's almost there god almost had me i'm like man I just don't have the kind of faith yet. Maybe one day, I'm sorry, God, I got to keep working. But when I read that (laughs) book, like the book said, live a questionable life all the time, like live a questionable life to where you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be pushy. You don't Mm. have to push it on these people in a way that's uncomfortable. You just live this questionable life to where like they ask you the questions Mm -hmm. about your faith. Hey, man, why why are you doing this? You know, oh, this, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. Man, why are you giving away to that? Why are you giving $20 to that bum when you know he's just going to go buy some alcohol? Well, because he needs that $20 and what he does with that $20, what he's going to do, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. I feel called to do in that moment. You know, what do you mean you feel called? And then it creates these conversations and then you get to talk about god any any door to open up the door or any just little crevice to just talk about him for a second that's that's what it's all about but you got to also like study man like i got a long way to go to that's what i that's ultimately why i was able to retract i'm like man i need to read this book about 10 more times so i know when somebody asks me a question i can actually have a legit answer for them and i'm not just flying off the seat and leading them down because a blind can't lead the you know they can't they can't they can't lead the blind so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that but back to your music and your tour would you say it was successful did you have a good time did you like the west coast i hate it no i'm joking (laughs) you loved it (laughs) it was incredible you know i've never been on that side of like the country before so first of all beautiful 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 as far as what i've seen once again, it was Oregon, Idaho, and um, that other one, Washington. Washington, yeah. That other hey. one. 
<laughs> it's okay. Could not remember. It's all yeah. good. You Life know, moves I went so over fast. there. <laughs> no, it was so beautiful. So as far as like the nature and like seeing God's creation, that's not flat. So uh-huh. beautiful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that's what's very up. moving. We went to the, well, it was like a couple, maybe like the day before my last day, we got some free time. And we got to go out with, um, I got to go out with a friend on the, the coast, the, what's it like Depot Bay or something like that. Man, I've seen flat beaches my whole life, but now I'm on the top of this mountain looking thing and I'm looking down at the water crashing against it. And I'm like a hundred feet up. I don't even know how high I was, but it, I'm like, yes. I might have to buy a house out here. This is, <laughs> this is glorious. To did you touch on this side? Did you touch the water though? Man, I climbed all cold the way down. That's no Florida down. water though. Huh? Not at all. It was ice cold. Uh-huh. Ice cold. And there's ice. big things that'll eat you in it, bro. Yeah, Again. I heard there's like whales and whatnot. Nah, there's great white sharks bro, in there, bro. There is more shark attacks Whoa. in Florida than there is in any other state. Is there? Yeah, let's uh, get it correct. Yeah, little thing called I the check. <laughs> the, the bull shark ever heard of it goes 50 miles up fresh water man you gotta get this out guy's of a copper, walking bro. encyclopedia you got a question ask the 40 year old grandpa on the set because he's gonna give you an answer that's, that's, that's cool <laughs> no i i too have a healthy fear of being killed by things not that i'm afraid of death man i, I could go tomorrow and you know take me down mm-hmm. jesus but um like going in a way that really just sucks like being killed by a shark, man. But I'll take a West Coast uh, shark over a Florid- Floridian shark any day. <laughs> yeah, so I'm usually drunk. <laughs> I got some questions for you, man. We usually do we do some different things towards the end of our set at every podcast. But um, and I know and I'll ask you our famous one that we always do. But I got a question: Have you ever have you ever dug for dinosaurs in Florida? Believe it or not. I remember vividly doing it when I was younger, like in middle school. I remember digging in my parents' backyard. Bet you didn't find <laughs> nothing, huh? Because there no. are no dinosaur fossils in Florida. Why really? are there no dinosaur fossils in Florida, bro? Can I, let me hit you with another fact about mm-hmm. dinosaurs, because I just question. learned this. Do you know the first dinosaur uh, fossil was found in the 1870s? Do you know that? No. Really? Can you imagine no. for thousands of years, nobody ever had documented existed but all of a sudden that changes people's worldview on how long the earth has been around and people's faith and darwin all that stuff i mean it's pretty fascinating when you think about it man 1870 yeah. nah back when grandpa trav ago. was walking around fake news fake news <laughs> fake, fake news man <laughs> all right so the fun part this this is our funnest part um we get a lot of hits on this pretty much every single one of our podcasts um is what is your worst show that you've ever done so you've done touring you've done you know i'm sure you've done you were in theater so you've i mean we it doesn't have to be on the tour it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be yesterday a month ago a year ago two years ago but you've had like an embarrassing moment a crazy show a bad show hit me with something i know you got something none none nothing, wow. nothing embarrassing on my end um uh, oh man we got i think plenty. the craziest thing that's like happened to me on like on like to me on stage is like my mom called in the middle of me <laughs> did you answer the phone on stage i'm you like did. hello <laughs> yeah on the mic i'm like hello 
<laughs> right, I'll hold on, hold on, everybody, back. real quick. My mom is uh, she's gonna cut. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take yeah, this real yeah. quick. You, oh, you... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not really embarrassing, though. I mean, well, like, it doesn't have to be embarrassing. You just didn't have a bad show where the sound was off. Let, let like me give this... you, let me yeah. give you an example. I mean, there's always uh, that. <laughs> about five minutes before we go on and we're getting, we're getting stage, Rich will be like, "I have to go pee," and then we're like, "Dude, like." You have, we've been here for three hours, bro. It's that, always good to show up fashionably late. Everybody knows that. Everybody, mm-hmm. and then when, and honestly, when I'm, they they make me the front man, right? So when the whole band is up there and they're already plugged in and they're tuned, and I just get to walk out like a rock star. Are you serious? Let's <sighs> go. <laughs> and like in my mind, it's not. This isn't true. But in my mind, we're playing to forty thousand people, sold out every show we do, and I can't tell you how many rooms of two we played to. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I got another embarrassing story we have not shared. If you don't have any, I mean, I'll just fill them up with embarrassing stories that Richard has experienced. <laughs> oh, and I never know what's gonna drop either. This oh, is this is, is good. The, yeah. This is a good one. Okay um i'm just giving you time to think Doreen. so um <laughs> we played a show called ladies night and for obvious reasons um <laughs> i think because i couldn't feel anybody else so we were like a last minute call and damn I mean, there's a good amount of ladies where was this what show was this i don't remember ladies night cut, cut the mic hold on a second bro <laughs> 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 let me talk to the producer no anyways and they're, you know, the average age is in the 50s and 60s, which is cool. You know, they're cheering, they're dancing. Oh my and gosh, I do remember. It's like mid song, <laughs> mid song. And this lady comes up to Richard's like, you're coming home with me, big boy. And I'm cracking up because I'm like, <laughs> oh, like it was funny. It was cute. She was older and stuff like that. And his oh. father-in-law walks up to her and is like, that's your son or nephew-in-law. Uh-huh. It was his, his wife's aunt. <laughs> yeah, so this was she, at a casino. Then she looks at Richard hey. and goes, oh, I'm going for him. And looks at me and I'm like, oh, no, yes. you ain't, man. That's <laughs> my cousin. I got, I got the ring. <laughs> <laughs> she was so embarrassed, but it was wow. funny. They were having a good time. But uh, we do not play casinos anymore. Nah, uh, man. <laughs> nah, because we're trying to play our stuff and they want to hear like the, you know, the classic rock stuff. I swear though, you play a Tom Petty song or or something like that and the penny machines will go dead and they will crawl over there with their walkers. Oh man. All right. So you don't have one of those shows. Then we'll end it like this. What was your best show like? Where was it at? And what was your best show? And what did you take away from that show, man? Um. So as far as I like the embarrassing ones, right? Um, once again, nothing like that. It's always like crazy things happening surrounding the events. Not really embarrassing. If I were to tell the story, um, I'd sound, I'd sound arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> but like my best show best show um oh there's so there's two for different reasons there's one that was on the tour um so the night before kind of a kind of a long story but i'll make it short the day before i woke up i put on this bright orange hoodie that i have that i actually got at um the objective i'm like well god's in my ear he's like put on put on the gray hoodie that says florida on it I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll put on the I'll put on the Florida hoodie. So I put on the Florida hoodie. Long story short, that 
at night we end up at like a um grocery store or whatever and this guy he walks up to me all excited he's like hey florida and he starts talking all these fun facts about florida and his experiences there there's lots Home- homeless dude right <laughs> so and we know we're talking to him come to find out he's been on homeless for he's been homeless for like 10 years man and i'm like really moved by him so i invite him to the show the next day and he comes out he comes out long story short this guy is like extremely aggravated i'd like I'd even say he's like going through withdrawals, like weed withdrawals. He's just like upset and super like irritable. He's like, I need my weed. I need my weed, but he doesn't have an ID. And I guess you can't get weed without an ID, whatever. Long story short, he's like, he's, he's just ready to talk to people. He's been homeless for so long. He gets looked over all the time. So he's like dehumanized in a sense. So I'm like taking advantage of that. I'm listening to him. Then I grab somebody else when I need to go get stuff done. And he tells his story all over again. I'm like, yes, just listen to the man, engage with him, fill his soul. And in that time, I'm talking to the church folk and I'm like, do y'all have anything y'all can do for this man? Like anything at all? Long, long, short answer. No, they, they didn't, they couldn't do anything for the man. So once again, I get back into the conversation with him and he's telling me about his feet. And his feet are so dirty and caked up because, you know, he's been homeless. He can't wear closed-toed shoes because if he were to sweat and they were to, or if they were to get wet, anything like that, and there's like a wound in there because they're so dirty, most likely they'd become um, uh, uh, septic and like, he'd probably end up losing his feet. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, God's like, wash his feet. I'm like, wash his what? (laughs) I'm like, all right, yes, sir. So I grab another person to go talk to him. And he's telling this 20 minute story all over again. I'm like, yes, praise God. (laughs) So I go to the dollar store, get like this whole uh, pedicure kit, get back, start soaking this man's feet in hot water as it's soaking. Got some apple cider vinegar in there, getting all this gunk off, right? He's just soaking his feet. I get up on stage, I do my stuff. And it it, it really, it really lives with him because he's yelling out like, yes, amen, brother. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, praise God. I get off stage and I go over there and wash the man's feet. Give him a whole pedicure, clip his little toenails and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably one of the best experience I've had on the show ever. Yeah. That's humbling too, though, man. That's insane. I, yeah. I mean, and the fact that he was receptive, obviously, I mean, I've never had a pedicure, but in that sort of like, you've never had a pedicure. Nah, I'm not. I don't let my feet get touched, bro. I kick you in the face on accident. (laughs) Like, it's just like that, you know, before you turn 40. (laughs) Yeah. Before I turn 40. I mean, Travis gets them all the time and manicures because he's got to look his best for our shows, but I've never done that. What a blessing that man received that day though. And then was able to hear, you know, whatever it was that you said that moved him. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. I appreciate you sharing that story, man. Yeah, that's really yeah, beautiful, man. And it's all because of a hoodie. Because <laughs> of a hoodie. <laughs> right? Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's, in all the conversations we've had with the guys, it's so amazing how God has worked through us when we're just willing to step forward, right? And just that's answer it. that call and then being consistently like Christ. I mean, Jesus washed the disciples' feet and you know, they didn't know what was going on, but really it was to set that example for us to be living that out, you know, every single day, whether you're up on the pulpit or you're, you know, picking up trash, it doesn't matter what it is, man. I mean, mm-hmm. people are watching. I think that's the main thing. 
Hey, how can people get connected with you? How can people support what you're doing? Uh, you know, with these kids ain't paying and you're still there and it's growing. We need, you know, how can people support you guys? Show you some love and bless you guys. Um, uh, <laughs> don't be uh, modest. I would say, well, I was going to say pray for us first and foremost, pray for these kids, man. I hate, I don't want to like take up too much time, but these, these kids, they, they, they weigh heavy on my heart. You know, I spent with the homeschooling thing, I spend every day with them. So I see them at their worst. I see them at their best. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm really praying for their salvation right now. If y'all could do that, that would mean the world to me. As far as like <clears throat> finances and stuff like that goes, you pray for that too. That'll never hurt. <laughs> That'll never sure. hurt. Uh, as far as reaching out, um, the school, you know, Facebook, our website, the Lindsay School of the Arts.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Okay. And then me personally, uh, um, outside of the school, I recently just started a nonprofit to do exactly um what I did on the road. Because God gave me this idea before the objective, and then through the objective and through um the tour like the whole idea kind of came to life and I got the actual model for it. So now I can work it out. So with that being said, basically started this nonprofit, another nonprofit to where I'm teaching kids. Well, let me say I'm discipling them in three ways. The first way is biblical training, discipleship, real discipleship to where they know their word. They study themselves to be approved, make sure that they, you know, they actually believe what they're talking about. Second way is to, you know, actually talk about it. <laughs> and talk about it in a way as we were saying earlier talk about it in a way where it's digestible and it's not shoved down someone's throat you right. want people to enjoy enjoy the food and lastly um their craft if they're an artist if they're if they do fashion whatever it is to make sure that they're amazing at it because they're representing god so in those three things i want to do like a summer program to where we work on all those things and then i take them on tour at the end of the summer Nice. So that's the idea. So pray for that. That's uh, Bridges International, B-R-I-D-G-E-S-I-N-T.com. All that information's there. Love man. to get with y'all boys on that. That'd be cool. Come out to California, take some kids. Come on out, man. <laughs> Come yeah. on out. That would be awesome. We'd love to have you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have you, you know, I, I'd have you in the house. I'm sure Travis would have you in the house. He's got a pool over there. You know, we all get together, um, have some fellowship, love on them kids, get you guys some places to play. That would be fun. Um, so let's definitely keep in touch, maybe have you on the air again, you know, uh, down the line, see how things are going, keep yeah. in touch with you. It's a blessing having you in our life. And thank you so much for coming on here today, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for inviting yeah. me. Thanks. It's like the highlight of my day. <laughs> ah, dude, that's awesome. Well, keep it up and blow it up, man. And, and support all the other artists that are on here. Cause there's, we're meeting guys from all across the country from, you know, East to West coast that are it's just, it's really inspiring to us to see guys similar to us that have the same passion, same heart for Christ that are out there grinding, sharing it. Yeah. And we get to connect together like this, man. I mean, we may not all meet up in Nashville again like that, but I feel like God put us there for a reason so that we can mm -hmm. continue to, to reach other people, man. And so uh, God bless you. We're definitely going to be praying for you. And uh, we're excited to see what he does with you and your ministries. If any of your kids skate, like if you got skaters there, Travis has a half pipe that he's been building for 14 years now. It's almost done. Um, so by the, time, by the time you get out here, they might have a place to skate as well. 
I, I fell so hard the other day. I was like, I almost hung it up. But you know, <laughs> we got young ones that we got to keep inspiring. So, and he has another fun. hip. So, what's wrong if he blows one out? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's keep it going. <laughs> cool, man. All right, we're gonna sign awesome. off, and uh, we will catch you on the next one, brother. Take care. Yes, uh, you as well. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're an artist interested in joining the conversation or would like to share your feedback, please email us at chasinganthems at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.